1: life's busy take this deck there's heaps to do on it like um polishing off this wine that's tough life's pretty good with a trex deck composite decking with no hard maintenance trex the world's number one decking brand great form by you hitting play on this podcast now check out same racer the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips same racer Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet.
0: Gamble responsibly. Call
1: 1-800-858-858. 906 here on SENZ uh, here in New Zealand. uh, On the other side of the world waiting for us uh, is uh, Dean Wilson, of course. Uh, He's a very, very experienced uh, cricket writer for the Daily Mirror. Watched a lot of test cricket. Uh, Every now and then you just go to the ground and you think, boy, I haven't seen that before. Uh, and you get amazed by Test cricket. And that, I, I imagine, was the case at Trent Bridge the other day for a lot of journalists who have been around for, uh, for a long time. Dean, uh, good morning to you, New Zealand time. Good evening, uh, England time. It's been quite the two weeks for Mr McCullum and Mr Stokes, hasn't it?
0: <laughs> it's been utterly extraordinary, yeah. Morning stroke evening Smithy. the... Uh, yeah, couldn't have predicted uh, what we've seen. Certainly, what happened at Trent Bridge, as you say, I've seen a lot of a lot of cricket, and every now and again, you still see something that just takes your breath away, and uh, and that was one of those uh, occasions.
1: What has happened here? I mean, uh, uh, you just can't get that much confidence. You can't turn a group around as much. Uh, as they have, can you? I mean, it just doesn't seem that possible. But how much have New Zealand contributed to England's turnaround, in in your opinion?
0: Well, it's been a bit of a perfect storm actually uh, for New Zealand because I, I do think that the players that we're seeing performing, uh, you know, are largely the same players that England have had over recent times. There's only one or two kind of new faces in there, but you know, Stokes and. And and Root and Barrasso, you know, these are experienced international performers. Even Ollie Pope, who scored 100 at Trent Bridge, has played 25 Test matches. So um, th- th- these guys are not uh, t- totally new. They've they've had they've had the ability. But what has happened is is that they've come uh, under this banner with with um, McCullum and Stokes together, just giving them absolute freedom to go out and and express themselves. Really treating Test cricket almost like one-day cricket in in terms of the mentality that they're bringing uh, to the game. And then, you know, New Zealand, on the other hand, uh, have provided kind of the perfect uh, opposition because I do feel that they're on a maybe you know last year was the peak and they're just kind of on a bit of a, a down slope themselves they've got a number of issues We obviously losing kane williamson um f- first thing before the uh before the second test you know wasn't great um you know ironically that the the, per- the person who's I think been the kind of standout performer, in fact, two standout performers: Daryl Mitchell, who wasn't supposed to even be in the team if it wasn't for COVID, and then Trent Bolt, who's you know hot footed it straight over from the IPL and really should be you know running up against a brick wall. Um, has mm. been the one with full of energy and and, and full of uh, full of uh, ingenuity. So, look, I, I, it's been an incredible couple of weeks. Um, the the first Test at Lords actually was just a a good test, albeit a low-scoring one. But what we saw at Trent Bridge was, you know, kind of out of this world, really, with the number of runs, the number of boundaries, and then, yeah, that kind of white ball-esque innings from Berstow was, um, <laughs> as I say, that's how, they're, that's how they're approaching Test cricket now.
1: Well, Dean, I put it to you that uh, six months ago, uh, England would not have taken up the gauntlet of 299 um, in the last afternoon of a Test match, particularly with a one no lead.
0: <laughs> well well we know they wouldn't have taken out because they were offered something even even more generous yeah. by Kane last year and, uh, and and flatly refused and and look that is a you know when we talk you know when we talk about the game obviously the skills that players have you know that there, there probably isn't a huge amount of difference between a lot of these elite players so much of it is about what goes on between the years you know that that final kind of um gray material that that changes both your your outlook and what you 're prepared to do and what you 're not prepared to do, and the fact is that under Joe Root England were a very um safe conservative uh, cautious team um and you know would not have given that you know it wouldn 't even have looked at a chase like that under Stokes it has completely gone the other way. I thought it was really interesting after the game we spoke to um Johnny Burstow and Ben Stokes. By the way, we haven't spoken to Baz yet, uh, more on that soon. Um, but we spoke to uh, to Stokes and Berstow and they just laid it out flat. They had no interest in the draw. It was either a win or a loss. The draw just didn't even uh, come into their equation. And I thought that, that, to me, that was a real mindset shift. You know, sometimes teams will think about, you know, not losing first and then going for the win. Or they might think about the win, but then make sure we don't lose. None of that at all from this lot. It's just win or lose. We're just going all guns blazing. And, and that is a yeah, that is a new way of, of looking at it.
1: And during that, that interview, uh, Ben Stokes saying that the highlight of his career to date. Now, uh, this is a bloke who's uh, done some amazing things for England. There's no doubt about it. He's basically won a World Cup final. He's won a test match <laughs> single-handedly almost against Australia. And all of a sudden... Is this the captaincy side of thing? This is the the uh, you know uh, kind of element coming into Ben Stokes already that we see.
0: No, this is this is just Ben Stokes, who lives in the moment. You know, he is not one really for thinking either too far in advance or even thinking about what's happened. You know, a couple of years ago, Ben Stokes. You look at the way that he plays his cricket. He's how he's always done. He is all about, in the moment, what can he do right there and then. Everything that happens at the moment is the most important thing in the world to him. And once it's done, it's done and he moves on. And I think Ben was just reflecting that, you know, it, at that the way he felt at that particular time was just the best that, you know, the, the best feeling that he could think of. And uh, I think the few of us in the press conference, when he said that, we sort of looked at each other and went, yeah, all right, Ben, steady on, mate. You know, the, the, the Ashes are heading <laughs> and the World Cup final might just pip that. But he was caught up in it. And, and as you say, he's the captain. And so it probably does feel, you know, kind of even better on some level because he's in charge and, and, and he's got a team that are responding to him. I mean, the world just looks like, you know, it's full of unicorns and marshmallows for Ben Stokes right now. He he can't do a thing wrong. Um, and I just think he's kind of been caught up in that. So look, if he wants to say it's the greatest inning, sorry, the greatest game uh, that he's ever been a part of, then, you know, go for it. But uh, those mm-hmm. of us who, who, who've seen a bit, you know, We'll probably put it down at at least at number three, if not a notch down from that.
1: Uh, we, we can't uh, not acknowledge Johnny Besto. I mean, as I said, Dean, in the in the preamble, that you have seen a lot of Test cricket all around the world. Don't think you saw Gilbert Jessup do it back in 1902. <laughs> but uh, Be- Besto, a hundred off a hundred off 77 with an amazing onslaught after that tea break.
0: It really was. And, you know, I have seen Johnny Besto do this before, um, but each time it has been, you know, up against a white ball either in T20 or one day cricket. I can remember, in fact, it was a game that England lost um, a couple of years ago before the World Cup. They went up to Scotland and played against Scotland up there. I think 350 runs, you know, each team scored. And Johnny Bestow got a big hundred. And he just, it, it, while he was out there, it didn't matter where the bowler put the ball, he just sent it over the ropes. Um, he's got such incredible uh, hand-eye coordination and such sweet timing as well that when he's in mm-hmm. that kind of mood, uh, that there's nothing you can do. And unfortunately for, for New Zealand, they, they ran into to Johnny, uh, absolutely ready to put everything over the ropes. And, you know, even, you know, they went short at him, which kind of got him going a little bit, and he and he took on the hook really, really strongly. But I think thereafter, you could see some of the shots through the offside, a couple of flicks off his pads, um, some straight sixes. I mean, he just... Didn't matter where the ball was, um, it was going, and and that's be- that's because he he really is a classy, high quality cricketer, and it's it's amazing really that you've got someone who with that much talent, that much ability, and yet I, I still feel as though there's more to come from him. He's only scored nine Test match hundreds for England, even though he's played eighty five matches. With the amount of ability that he's got. Really, he should be looking to double that. So um, it was great to see him uh, perform again at Trent Bridge. I-, I-, I think that he will feel so much better about things as well because th- there's been a lot of talk about a young lad over here called Harry Brook, his Yorkshire teammate, who is just literally the next cab off the rank. He is smashing all the 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 um, the the. the, the They've got these kind of charts, all, all the different uh, analysis that they do on players, you know, runs, average, situation, all, all sorts of things. He is number one on all those uh, metrics and, and he's waiting for his chance to get into the team. And so Johnny Berstow has just made sure that he ain't getting a spot at number five.
1: It seems to be, uh, if we look at the all the aspects of, of both these two test matches, uh, a real dearth of quality spin. I'm not sure whether that's this time of the year in England or whether the fact that neither country appears to have a decent one. Or use them. Yeah, look, I,
0: I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's about the time of, of year because I think, you know, if, if Graham Swan was still playing or Shane Warne was still around or, you know, even Dan Vittori, you know, would come over with New Zealand and, and do a job. I think it's about the quality of the spinners on show. I think that Jack Leach is really trying his best to to develop as a spinner, but um, has had a bit of a stop-start career. And I think that he's trying to learn how to bowl on pitches that maybe don't offer as much assistance as he has had down at Somerset where he's learnt his trade or when he goes to the subcontinent. He's very, very um, competent and, and successful in places like India and Sri Lanka. Uh, but, you know, if you're going to be an English spinner, you've got to be able to to bowl on English pitches. Um, I thought Michael Brosewell uh, offered um, a little bit of encouragement. It was, it was, you know, he, he certainly put some revs on the ball, which which was good. And he got a little bit of a dip with it, uh, made sure that he kind of pitched it up rather than sort of um, um, threw it into the pitch, rather. Uh, but again, you know, the, the, the England players managed to pick him off pretty comfortably. You know, Joe Root got that big hundred in the first innings. No spinner, whether you're Ravi Ashwin, uh, Ravi Jadeja or Michael Bracewell, you know, Joe Root can, can deal with, with the spin um so yeah I, I think that is a bit of a, a a missing link for both teams at the moment but uh you've got to inv- you know you, you've got to invest in spin in the same way that you invest in you know the other parts of of the game because spinners really are worth their you know worth their weight in gold uh, especially when you can get a, a score, you know, a total of five fifty on the scoreboard. If you have a spinner who can give you a bit of control, then that makes a bit of difference, and maybe you're not setting three hundred to, to as a target in the thir- in the fourth innings.
1: So, now how does the the Brendan McCullum scenario sit with uh, the media in particular? Now, how's how's the relationship going there? I would imagine if it's ever going to be good, it's going to be after two consecutive wins first up. But how, how have you been viewing Baz's part in all this?
0: Well. The, the truth is, the relationship at the moment is non-existent because we haven't really spoken to Baz since he started. Uh, look, it, it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm being slightly facetious here. Uh, Baz is trying uh, to do what he thinks is the right thing, and I totally understand it. He is saying that if the team are winning and are being successful, he wants the players to take the glory and to be front and centre uh, and really enjoy the rewards of that success which makes perfect sense of course it does and he says that when they lose and things are going uh, a little rough as they you know will probably do at some point then he will step forward and, and try and shield them and protect them and and, and do all the, the the media work thereafter that's all well and good however um, the point we're trying to get across to him um, and, and I know that, that that some have made it is that he, he is the rock star coach. He is the guy who is making a big difference to this team. He is the one, this is his, it's been termed Baz Ball over here now, you know, that's what we're calling it. Um, the change in the shift in uh, approach, you know, is, is as much down to him as it is down to Ben Stokes. And we want to talk to him about it. So, um, you know i don't know whether he might tune in or you know whether people back in new zealand might get on the phone to him and say baz the you know the these journos are after you well we're not after him but we do want to talk to him because it is absolutely fascinating what's going on and we think that the english public who you know were royally entertained over the last 2 weeks need to hear from him
1: yeah interesting that uh, it's is, it's is an interesting point of view because uh, I find that interesting because, of course, Bears post-playing has been very much front and center, center in the media.
0: Yeah, look, I, I did. I had a very brief chat with him uh, at training the other day, and and look, there, there was no issue really at all. We, we had a, a lovely little chat, um, you know, just about families and things. But I think I think it's a it's an admirable quality that he's expressing and while things are going pretty well you know as i say i can i can i can understand where he's coming from but i also think i as i say i think the public deserve to hear from him win lose or draw um and i also think that he can also give messages to players through the media as well when they've you know even when they've done well you know getting yeah. Um, told, you know, or, or seeing their name up in lights because, uh, you know, Brendan has done so, then, you know, that makes a difference as well with the players. So, look, um, it's fine at the moment. No issue, really. But, um, yeah, we want we, we just want to talk to him. We You know, at the moment, we love him because he's completely revolutionising <laughs> Test cricket. Um, the fans love it. The, the media love it. The players obviously love it. So, Come and have a chat to us, Baz. We love you. Come on, come on, come and speak to us.
1: <laughs> very nice. Okay, and, and he does listen a wee bit, and, he, and we do have contact with him. So we'll pass that on. Uh, Dean, thank you very much for your time this morning and your assessment of the the first two weeks of the new regime. It's certainly encouraging from your point of view, and it's now our time, our time, and our turn to try and find a counter punch, which is uh, it's quite challenging. Thanks, mate. Uh, appreciate it. Look after yourself.